good helper, Mr. Pickle. I let you. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we talk about Dallas. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Josh. And I'm Melanie. Oh my hey God, guys. Josh, you didn't have an extended opening today. What the heck? <laughs> because yes. I want to keep you on your toes. I want to do the unexpected. Oh. All right. Yes, yes, you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> here. But I know what's Daniel. going in my mouth, and it's a, a little bit of J.R. Ewing bourbon, uh, as per Sweet. usual. Nice. I'm going to have a wee bit of wine tonight. That's what the great okay. said when he got stepped on. Me as well. I'm having my regular Pinot Grigio. And I'm doing one of my weird beers tonight is a New England IPA called You're a Towel from Divine Barrel in Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice. nice. Any- <laughs> That's exactly it. Towelie from Southwark. <laughs> You're a towel. <laughs> Melanie, the queen of the weird beers. Oh, but they're so good, Josh. Yeah, weird beers are good. I've yeah, got the yeah. one I'm gonna have after this is called Push It. Push it real good. Push pop beer, but it's made with like, oh my god, what is it? Like pe- peach, lactose, something else, and um pastry cream. Anything peach I love. It's ultra pasteurized, so when I crack it open, I have to drink it like within an hour. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, it's yeah. better than those cheap beers that look like urine. Very true. Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, oh, I'm guilty of that. Beers. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm guilty of I got I got housekeeping. Okay. I got housekeeping. So, we have some a slew of birthdays here. All right. Uh today John Beck is 78, Mark Grayson. Which is January 28th, by the way. Yes, January 28th, which is the 35th anniversary of the space shuttle. Challenger, but um, God, that means I'm going to be 35 this year. Thanks. Oof. Susan oof. Howard is 77, or Jerry Lynn Mooney, as her birth name is. My favorite. Yay! Uh, yesterday, the 27th, Kathy Podewell, despite Internet Movie Database and a lot of sites saying January 26th, it's actually January 27th. She turned 57. Okay. Donna Reed would have been 100 yesterday. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, Sorry. And uh, Mark Singer, who played Matt Cantrell. Matt Cantrell. 73, tomorrow the 29th. Okay, I have to add one, and only one person on here knows this person, but Mary, today is Aaron's birthday. Oh! That's my my best friend. And and I never... Mm-hmm. Yes. I saw your post. Yeah. Yes. If I never, if Aaron would not have gone with me to the thirtieth, because I didn't have anybody to go, and I basically made her go. Max husband bought her plane ticket and we, all that because he wanted me to go. So if she would not have been the friend she was and went with me, I never would have met Mary and, and Will, and then I would have met Josh. Uh, right. See, everything happened for a reason. And yes. a Dallas fan from Ireland, Sarah Wilson's birthday was yes, January twenty seventh. And, uh, yesterday, yes, it was. All right, oh. so tonight, dun dun dun, reviewing <laughs> season three, episode 22, Jock's Trial, part one. We both know what's been happening to us. I've been falling in love with you, and you've been falling in love with me. If you feel you have to leave JR, then do it, but do it in the open. Don't try and play his game, hon. He's too good at it. But what about little John? choice you may have to make. 
This is Cliff Barnes, Dallas DA's office. What's up? I want to talk to you about the homicide on South Fork. I have to arrest you in connection with the murder of one Hutchinson McKinney. Dun, dun, dun. It was Cute. written by <laughs> Arthur Bernard Lewis, Artie. directed by Irving J. Moore, and aired February 22nd, 1980. Okay, and what do we got in casting notes here? We have Nicholas Coster. Nicholas Coster. Who played Lisa Welchel's father, David Warner, on The Facts of Life. That's He's also his... on Santa Barbara for years. Yes. I know him from. He took over the role of Lyle Sloan from Charles Seibert, who played him uh, during the Julie Gray episodes. <laughs> oh, that's supposed to be the same guy? Yes. Oh. But Nicholas Custer also played Joe Morris in the episode Act of Love. Making it confusing. All right. Yes. And uh, episode was number 16 for the week with a 36 share. And they re-aired it during a Dallas week um, in October of 80. Okay. And the as part of a two-parter, and it outscored the original airing, earning a 40 share in ninth place finish. Because mm, they were probably airing the last few to go up to, to the, the event. Yes. The premiere of season. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Dusty's parents were referenced in this episode. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Right, right, right. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Get there. Okay, so we start on an establishing shot of Southwark. And I love these early season establishing shots. You see the horses from the Duncan Acre, the Duncan Ranch in the Duncan Acres. (laughs) The Duncan Acres. Duncan Acres, yeah. Well, it's funny because when. When that Dunkin scene Donuts. opened, Donuts. <laughs> yes. When that scene opened, like you know, when the credits were rolling and we see the ranch, the screen, it was like the film was going. Did you guys notice that? It was. It was a little flicker going on there. I said, "Jumpy steel shots." What's going on? Steady cam, people. Steady cam. But I, which was invented for the movie Rocky to film the running scenes. Someone oh, yeah. invented it there. Yeah. Is that what was invented? Yes. One of the crew wonder, members invented it just for just to get those running shots through Philadelphia. I wonder huh. if it was just a windy day and maybe the tripod wasn't even making it. But why would but right. still why would you wait and why would you not wait till the wind died down or something? Well there was time for the editor. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And we will call up the editor, but uh, I love just the horses in the Establishing shots, especially at the front when they're running across sometimes. Mm-hmm, I love that too. Yeah. Good dealing. And then we cut to Swellen pulling into the soundstage. Yeah. Which driver. is dun, dun, dun. obviously the soundstage. <laughs> because we don't see that's, as I keep re- referencing, that is the difference between on location and the, is the cars are not coming up the drive and pulling in. They're just pulling into the shot. Yes. Yeah. On the Listen, when, I, when I was younger, I didn't know that. And yeah, now I never that's noticed what that. I noticed. I'm like, yeah. She gets that's out of a cab. Gets out of a cab in a fabulous coat. I love her coat. It's amazing. Well, and I have to ask, what time of year is this supposed to take place in? Because you have her wearing the fur coat a couple of times. And later in the episode, when Bobby, Bobby and Ray pull up in the uh, the pickup truck convertible, oh, they, um, 
It's they're pretty wearing, cold in February in Dallas. Well, they're wearing coats too. Mm. So it's it's chilly out. Weather weather chilly. in the South though, though, Josh. I mean, February's coming up here in North Carolina, and I will tell you what: we're going to have at least one eighty degree day. Yeah. Last year we had a tornado around that same time. But also, but in, people in the South wear coats when it's in the sixties. Yes, they do, and I don't understand that. They look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, y'all, this is not cold outside. It was forty six here today. I had the windows open. It was, it was here. I, I, saw this morning. I saw somebody driving down the road the other day and it was probably in the twenties and they had their convertible top down. Mm-mm. So, so I, I guess it's all that. what you're used to. It's, yeah. it's relative, I guess. She pulls up in the damn cab. I'm like, first of all, fabulous coach. But I was like, why is Sue Ellen in a cab? Did they take her keys? Probably. <laughs> No, but, but then well, she, she, she drives her car later. In the, so that's in, the yeah. pre- in the previous episode, she said that she had been taking a cab because she had oh. been afraid. That's right. Oh, because she thought it was her trick her again to right. get pulled over. That, okay, that makes total okay. sense. But then she says that she gets out and she tells Jock and Bobby that Miss Ellie, he just like, he, she, he, they were like, where's Miss Ellie? And she was like, oh, she stayed behind. And I'm like, so they both took a cab in town? Yeah, how did they get into town? Because Miss Ellie needs a ride home in a. So maybe they took a cab together into town, and then Miss Ellie just <laughs> stayed. <laughs> Miss Ellie, right now it seems like Miss Ellie doesn't drive. Miss Ellie drives in the future. Spoiler alert: I don't think that's a big deal. Or white know. rabbit. She yeah. doesn't. She doesn't <laughs> seem to drive rabbit. right now. <laughs> Was it a rabbit or a cab? Cabriol, cabriolet, cabriolet, whatever it is. Yeah. Or is it? Or is yeah. that the same damn car? I think it's. A, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I don't know cars. So yeah, know. Okay. Ellie it's and the ladies are off. convertible white one. They're off yes. to they're off to Mimosa Park. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jock, Jock wonders if she, um, Sue Ellen's been drinking. And he's all like, "I don't understand women," because <laughs> he's, he's concerned like, about Sue Ellen, but he's also like, "Hey, I'm staying home." So to hang out with your mama and she's all gallivanting and doing other stuff. And it's like, yeah, Jock, because she has other things in her life. She's gallivanting said, with the devil and Max Devlin there. I said, uh, damn, Jock, <laughs> you have no fucking clue. Right. I, right. I roll, I roll. Because, dude, like, <laughs> like, he at least concedes that it, like, Bobby's like, well, yeah, but it's important to her. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Wait a minute, I like, just can't cool, figure them but, out. Like, grumble, grumble, blah, blah, blah. I can't believe but she's living her whole life why and, did you take the pan about having a lot Sue Ellen said that she also had had an appointment at Dr. Danvers, so yes. she left the meeting and went to Dr. Danvers. He, he was all like, are you all right, Sue Ellen? I'm like, women can't ever go to the doctors? Jesus. Like, every time she went to the doctor, like, before she was pregnant and everything, they were like, is everything okay? Right, right. She, what is she going to say? Dude, I just had a pap smear, all right? Is that what you want to know? Yeah. Do you really want to know that? <laughs> like, do you want to know about the speculum right. and the cotton swabs? Because right. I can get into all kind of detail, Jock. <laughs> How much do you want to know? Jock, do you want to know about endometriosis? Uh, no. <laughs> he does not want to know about endometriosis because he that doesn't. Was, I can tell no. you that Jock does not want to know that. <laughs> He does not. I got lots of horror jo- stories. Jo- Jock, Jock, in this episode, Jock Ewan comes across as a grumpy, or uh, curmudgeonly a, a old curmudgeon. man. A curmudgeon. curmudgeon. That's yes. kind of spot on with Jack. That's why we love him, I think, is because he's a curmudgeonly old man. I don't think that's And I would have liked to have really seen the 
progression in the middle years. Here we go back to a middle years series of how he just evolved from the young wildcatter into the curmudgeonly old man that doesn't understand women. What, <laughs> what the hell is this word? Say the word again. Curmudgeon. Curmudgeon. I've never I heard used, that word before. I used, really? I used it as a verb. I don't think it's a verb, but I my, like to make words. My, my mother had never heard the word montage until this week. Montage? That's my <laughs> job, so montage. I said, did you sit through the movie Rocky? Famous montages. <laughs> training montage. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Curmudgeon. What does that mean? Like grumpy old man? Curmudgeon. Yeah, grumpy old man. Like a lovable grumpy old man. That's a curmudgeon. That's what they used to call, like, that's how they described Fred Mertz. Yes. As a curmudgeon. <laughs> Which, when I watched Miracle on 34th Street for the first time, I don't know why I've avoided all these years. Bill Frawley was in it, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I, I stopped and I go... That's Fred Mertz. <laughs> and he and Vivian Vance hated each other, actually, off screen. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. They could not but stand I think each she other. was just, like, pissed because she was supposed to be his wife, and he was, like, so much older than her. That was part of it, and he heard, and he, like, took offense instead of being like, ha, 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 you old bat, you know. He got all pissed off and started taking it out on her. Yeah. And there was some... After I Love Lucy ended and the Arnezes divorced, he was quoted in some newspaper article saying something like uh, something about Vivian Vance. Like she's one of the finest gals to come out of Kansas, but I often wish she'd go back there. She doesn't know where I am. I don't know where she is. And that's just the way I like it. Damn. Well, and, and then six years later, he was dead. Right. That's, so <laughs> so that, re- that reminds me of the actor. They did not J- like each other, but the actor of Jay Thomas. Tell, really? Do you know the actor Jay Thomas who played Eddie LeBeck on Cheers? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. Carla's husband. Yeah, he was overheard uh, somewhere between the seventh and the eighth season on a radio show saying, "Oh yeah, the worst part of the job is I have to kiss uh, Rhea Perlman." He was fired, and his character was killed off screen when it was run over by a zamboni. Right, like what are you gonna? Yeah, don't fuck with that. And don't then he went on the Murphy Brown. Then he ended up on Murphy another Brown. famous couple that did not well, not couple, but. Uh, pair was Moonlighting, Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard. Oh, God. I love yeah. Moonlighting. Actually, I have a friend who's writing a book about, like, the making of Moonlighting, so wow. I'm really excited to read really? it. Really? You yeah. know what else I read was that um, on Alice Bewitched, Eliz- Elizabeth Montgomery did not care for Dick York, Darren number one. Really? She did not like him. He's my mm. preferred Darren. I know, right? She was, she was like, friends with Dick Sargent. Okay. And she absolutely adored him, but Dick York, I had no idea because she, they acted so well together. Yeah. She didn't really like him because and I, she, guess, I And of know. course she was married to Robert Foxworth, the first choice to play J.R. Ewing. That was marriage number four. Yes. And that marriage only took place after they had been together for like 20 years. Yes. So, and he she didn't want to get, after marriage, after three marriages, she didn't want to get married again. He is uh, the widower. Yes, he is. She died way too young. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. She had colon cancer, and they didn't catch it till it was too late. Like she yeah. died six six weeks after they caught it. Yeah. Oh man. I know. So, of all so the people, a, I would have liked to talk to that died. She's one of them. For sure. So we head anyway. over to the DA's office. Yes, police office. He has so many papers in his office. I feel like this is just a show. He's busy. Yes. Lots of papers. And 
It's like, I, in, I have in, all this in work to do. Lyle mm-hmm. Sloan with a different face. And we did not change actors at the airport for one of the first times. Sure. Um, all I put is Cliff is we, pissed. We can tell that there is tension between them. And we learn that it's because he was the one that was trying to put Cliff in jail for Julie Gray's murder. Right. He's like, you're not still sore that I tried to put you in jail for murder, are you? And Cliff's like, yeah. But, yeah. And he's yes. like, to get over that shit I'm like just a little bit it's okay Here, to have a little bit of like be mad about it for a while it hasn't been that long and he hands him the file about the body on south fork yeah yes he does he is obviously that is trying to he knows that cliff hates the ewing so he's gonna right, right. and he's and he the, also makes the whole thing where he's like well, you know, some your job entails you to go after people, and sometimes you're going to be right, and sometimes you're going to be wrong. And by the way, here's a dead body on Southwark. <laughs> but later in, the, later in the episode, he's telling him, we've got other cases that are, you know, yeah. fresh. He's like, we just had a homicide attention. yesterday. Right. Fresh murder cases because it's Dallas. <laughs> right. I'm like, you know what? I, I wanted to be like, dude, just because somebody died yesterday doesn't mean that whoever's family from or whatever from 25, 30 years ago doesn't deserve some kind of closure. That's true. Right. What they need is a cold case. They need a cold case unit. I love cold, cold, cold cases. So, but but La- Sloan cannot... You you opened the door here, Sloan. You, you handed he knows him what this, he's doing. Right, you handed him this file... And then you turn around later in the episode and say, you can't keep dragging our resources for a 30, 25, 30 year old case when we've got fresh cases. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And that's, that's something I put like later on in the notes. Like, I don't know why I put it later on, but I said, I said, what the fuck, Lyle? Did he bury himself too? Right. Like he was, he was like, he could have been a drifter. He could have died accidentally, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, did he like get a shovel and bury himself after he got shot? I mean, uh, what I'm getting from this is like <laughs> this death is questionable as fuck, and everybody knows it. But everybody, no one wants to deal with the Ewings, so everyone's just like, right? And that's, that's it. what I thought. Ignore it. They're like a guy turned up dead and buried for years on South Fork. Fuck. <laughs> We bailed out these guys. I don't know how many times they know how dirty Jr. is. They're like, okay, thirty years ago he was a kid, but what about Daddy? You know, right. did he have any dealings? We know it's a can the- of worms. They don't want to open. I mean, they yeah, have corrupt like- politicians like Wild Bill Orloff on the uh, on the take there back in the, right. the old days. And- Wild Bill Orloff. I hate that. <laughs> Wild Bill. <laughs> That just wow, sounds so, it's so cliche. If you want it's to have so an fun outlaw, to say. It's so an fun to outlaw say. in Texas, Wild Bill. Wild Bill. <laughs> wild Bill. Bill. All right. Mimosa Miss, Park. Is, and, and my question is like, is Miss Ellie holding a protest? Because it looks like a protest. And I'm here and the, for the it. Sign, the sign in the, in the background, Devlin Rancheros or Ranchos. Yeah, Devlin Ranchos. Okay. That's like that. That made me chuckle when I saw the sign. The <laughs> right, like, is it ranchos? Ranchos. Ranchos. Not not like huevos rancheros or whatever. No, it was, the eggs with the weird Mexican. It sauce reminded on. me of Rancho Rosa from Twin Peaks season three. But that's just me. Anyway. Oh yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Matt Devlin is kind of pissed about it. And um, every time I would hear his name, I would always think of the movie The Devil and Max Devlin. It was Matt Devlin. 
<laughs> Matt Devlin, he's like Jenna Wade, and they always say his whole name, Matt Devlin. It's never just yes. Matt. Yeah, yeah. And uh he's miss he's just like, Hey, what are you doing on my property? And Miss Doe's like, It ain't your property yet. And right, because uh, first they start talking the they're talking to uh, Mr. Labella of the planning commission okay. about trying to get him over on their side to mm-hmm. stop the development. And then he says he'll go see what he can do, blah, 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 you know, and uh, leaves. I think these scenes with Ellie and Matt are just they they're going around in circles. They're just repeating themselves. They are repeating themselves, but it turns out they're getting the something. They're getting the something, but it's but it's, it's slow go- to get there. And I think it's, it's just to have something else going on. Honestly, that's the problem. It's, it's too slow. There is a lot going on in this episode. They're spinning a lot of plates. Right, they are. They are. Because where the season is winding down, there's four episodes left, including this one. That's very true. Originally, there were two, but it was going to end after the trial okay and cbs ordered two more episodes that's fate stepping in right there right and i will at when we talk about the trial part two i'll bring up for everybody what the original ending of the season was okay and then let me ask you but was the was it supposed to be ending like cliffhanger jock's trial and then they just had to add two episodes um Kind of. You don't have to say it, but... Yeah, uh, part two was supposed to be the end, and the scene that I'll tell you about next time... Okay. Was the end scene? Was was the end scene. But I won't talk about it right now. And I I, I like... Obviously, I like that they added two more episodes, because they they have some unfinished business. That's why we're here. I don't think we'd be here if there weren't two more episodes. Exactly. I I don't think we'd be here if they killed Bobby Ewing off after the miniseries. Like exactly, they exactly. But Matt Devlin is... Uh, he oh, Matt Devlin. All I thought about this entire scene was... And she's like, yeah, I don't that really want to fight anymore. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to fight either. But I think we have some other stuff we could talk about. And she's like... Right, she she okay. turns down... She doesn't go to lunch with Merrily and... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name? Brad, uh, the other ladies. Yeah, the other Matt ladies. Laura Bradley... Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, Linda Bradley. Linda, Linda, Linda Bradley, Bradley. yes. Yeah. Um, so he's going to drive her back to South Fork. Watercraft. There's just a lot of posturing <laughs> going on between these two. Yeah, there's something going on. And Miss Ellie seems not sure about it, but she's also, like, not against it either. She's just like, oh, okay, you can give me a ride home. That's fine. As long as we don't fight, it's fine. Right, and she's, she's obviously, <laughs> she keeps... She's a one-track mind here. She wants to stop the park, stop the park, yeah, stop the park. She's all about just stopping the park. That's and their scenes keep reinforcing the history of Miss Ellie's family and the mm-hmm. her father yeah. loving the land and hating the oil men and yeah. why she ended up with Jock and you know. And I get that they're putting all that in there, but it is kind of going round and round and round. Right. Yeah, because ever, that's, ever, that ever. scene comes up at the office later in the episode. True. Yeah. Yeah. Then we go to Kristen and JR's at the at condo Kristen. with that with that exterior shot that is going to resurface over the course of the series. Very true. The Very establishing true. shot. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of you. So Kristen shows up in the JR's in bed. Kristen's wearing a, like le- negligee and she has like a tray and she's like, sorry. Caviar and Twiskets. The only thing I have in the kitchen is caviar. She has like caviar and champagne. It's like two 
p.m. And the fuck had caviar in their refrigerator. Right. And I'm just like, girl, what are you trying to do even? And do you eat that crap on Twiskets or do you eat it on like Melba toast or something like that? I mean, I'm not freaking Twiskets. Right. Yeah. But but JR is harsh. And he said, when you learned all the ways to please a man, you got an A in the bedroom, but flunked the kitchen. Ooh. Which means you're a whore. (laughs) Like, it's harsh, dude. And she's like, well. But he's getting harsher and harsher. Honestly, what's the one thing that JR values more than sex in his personal life? It's food. And and booze. And food. Oh, booze. Yeah. I just remember all the, all the stuff about JR doesn't miss a meal or I, all the, all the, all the things they said about JR loving his food. Do you guys remember that? Or am I crazy? No, there was something. I, I feel like it, they made a reference to his love of food. Yeah, I always so eat some fancy restaurants. So I went without it. Yeah. Yeah. Or his breakfast or something like that. I don't know. I just. A lot of scrambled eggs for breakfast. Yeah. Right. Bloody Mary. And yeah. I and she's yeah. Kristen says, well, I I would gladly work in the you know do you know learn the kitchen for for him and stuff like that. And I, I can just picture her in her skimpy right. skimpy dress in the kitchen right. trying to fry with an, an apron on. And he's just like, yeah, I can't picture that. No, just wearing an apron and apron <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure Hagman was tipsy in this scene. He has the uh, he the has glassy eyes. Glassy eyes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. But he's stressing patience, and she wants to get into South Fork right now and become right. Mrs. Jerry Ewing. He's like, you got to be patient. She's like, no, I don't. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. How's that going to look with the parents and this and that? And like, and I don't know. give a fuck. Make it happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look exactly like what it is. Yes, yes it will. Yes. Yeah, opportunist little bitch. bitch. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I mean, she I, is. If it, not, you're not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's Jr. He's convenient. It's Sue Ellen's husband. She wants to stick it to her, and she just happened to fall for a guy who's rich. You know what? I'm sure if it wasn't Jr., it would be another guy. Just well, like how it. are we going to get her to It'd take that first drink, Jr.? Hey, like that's so sketch, guys. Stop. <laughs> you conniving, conniving bitch. <laughs> you conniving, conniving bitch. bitch. You conniving, you conniving bitch. bitch. There, we've all said it. <laughs> Again, hold on. You conniving bitch. <laughs> you conniving little bitch. <laughs> now he says it like a southerner. Good show, sir. And then Ellie arrives J-O. with Matt at South Fork. And a southern Brit. <laughs> she's carrying that umbrella. I didn't see rain at all. Oh, uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's a parasol. <laughs> Matt and Jock greet each other and it seems really like friendly. Da, 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 da. And then Jock gets this like super suspicious look on his face afterwards. Yeah. Ray, Ray, he and Ray were going over bills or something about feed or something yeah. like that. And, you know, just just to just to remind everybody that they do run a ranch and that Ray right. Ray does exist. Hi. Yeah, hi, Ray, I'm still here. I'm Ray Krebs here. Right now, but, What's up? Ray Krebs. Ray hey, Krebs Ray. here. Steve, Steve Canale. Hello. Hi, how are you? Please leave a message at the beat. Like, I'm not currently obsessed with a lady, so I don't have a storyline. All right, bye. Right, yeah. I Just to remind everyone that mm-hmm. I am here. Yes. And uh, Jock, and- yeah, Jock's good. And Ellie goes, well, I needed a ride home. Yeah, Which nice. reminded me, we talked about earlier, how the hell did she get in the town again? I she think and they Sue Ellen. Yeah, I think they just called the cab. 
because Sarah's favorite vehicle was probably sitting in the driveway. Oh, yes, when they pulled up. <laughs> that fucking wagon? The, yeah, the driver almost bumped the friggin' wagon. He even he hates the damn thing. Right. He pulled up like within an inch of the, the bumper, uh, the rear bumper of the wagon. I was like, is he going to hit it? Is he going to hit it? Do it. Do it. Put it out of its misery. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next scene starts out pretty with a lot of uh, drama. Sue Ellen is throwing shit at JR as he walks in. Yeah. This is that scene. This is that scene for the talk Christmas. Ding. Christmas does oh. exist. It's like, it's like, Sue Ellen, you're going to hurt somebody. It's like, that's not what you she care said, about, I get really. that perfume for you for Christmas. It was $200, $200. an ounce. I'm like, damn. That, that's expensive, isn't it? In 1980. Yeah. Damn. How, what the hell? How many ounces are in a perfume bottle? One, two. Oh, I don't like perfume. Really? I can't wear perfume, so. Isn't it it's made a, with, usually, you want me to go check? I'll go check. Isn't it, isn't it made with like whale vomit? That, oh, what, what is like they're really expensive. There's something to do with no. something like that. I hope or not. Whale, or whale semen or something. Yeah, because what is it? Um, what? Whale semen? Am I wearing whale no, semen? No, 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 no. It was. Um... <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> whale semen. I mean, I love that free. Amber, ambergris. And people have found it on a beach. And then they end, they don't know what it is, like, and they keep it. And they end up finding out it's worth like $500,000 a chunk because it's used in, uh. in expensive perfumes. Well, let's keep our eyes two out for that. Two to four ounces. Two, two to four ounces, depending so on the It's size. like a four five hundred dollar bottle of. Uh, so he spent nineteen eighty. So that's like six hundred dollar today perfume, probably. I'm, that's not yeah, real bad. And then you only go like this, like this, like this. I just don't like perfume. So. Oh, I love perfume. I love some. It's like it, it, that I shit better have it. Fucking, like wear it. pheromones and shit like that. I mean, it had to have like some kind of sex attracted right, in right, it. Right. <laughs> it's, sex, it's um, it's sex what kind of dusty. pheromones? What is it? Sex panther. It works. Basically, sex panther. Sex percent of the time, it works. Exactly. Every time. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm gonna get a refill. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so, okay, so she, I, she's, she's, I have a problem paying, I have a problem paying like 60 bucks for a bottle of Dolce & Gabbana. I can't justify 600 on a bottle of perfume. Well, I you don't have the money that the Ewings have either. That's true. If I had the money, I'd spend I it. If I had the money, I'd do it. I don't. It's like last week when I was at Potent Potables, guy pulled up in a Lamborghini and I was like, can't justify that kind of money on a car, dude. Sorry. It's like the people. That, it's like people I know that spend two hundred dollars on a pair of jeans. I'm going. No, I'm just going to Target and grabbing a pair of jeans. I, I'm not. I buy my yeah. perfume from um, a place called Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab, and it just comes in little bottles. And it's okay. uh, not you don't spray it; you put it on you, and it's like uh, a little tiny bottle for like twenty bucks. That sounds right. Awesome. I get mine on, on fragrance. Two hundred on a pair of jeans. I spent $200 on a pair of skis, poles, and boots. I'm trying to think of the thing I spend money on. The thing that I will spend money on now is shoes. Porn. No. <laughs> no, that's free. You can just get it free. Really? No. <laughs> the of internet, course, man. really. Have you never heard of Red Tube? Keska Internet. Keska Say. Keska Say porn? What? Corn? What? 
so Sue Ellen's throwing the stuff around and she said that Teresa had, uh, someone had come through the room looking through her stuff and Jared said, uh, Teresa had come through looking for the booze and she is freaking pissed. She's not a happy girl. She's not going down to dinner either. And then she accuses him of the exact thing he's trying to do, which is like prove that she's drinking and send her back to the sanitarium. And he's just like, no, you're paranoid. And she's like, no, I, I, I figured everything out because she has. She has. She's not as stupid as he's making her out to be. Right. So. Uh oh, Lucy. Getting Lucy, a phone where call. has she been hiding? Wait, what? Why is it? Whenever somebody comes down the stairs in that area, and the phone rings. It's always for that person. Almost <laughs> always. always. It is. It is always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And in these next couple scenes, Lucy is basically playing the uh, family's uh, secretary and answering the phone. It's true because they don't know what to do with her. Yeah. Except for yes. have her go on a date with her goddamn professor. Jesus Christ, Lucy. Right. Yes. Lucy. No, no. Call me Greg. Her professor. Call, yeah, call, call me Greg because we're not in class. Like, so sketch. Don't yeah, do it. They're getting, very, they're very getting chummy. It, it was kind of last minute, but she's like, you know, I'm going to have dinner with my family and blah, blah, blah. And, and the family's in the next room. They don't hear this phone call or they just don't care? No, they never listen unless the, they need to. Um, yeah, it's... It's like bah, 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 It's also I'm Lucy, here. so they don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like it's like Jan, Jan Brady syndrome. It's like oh, right. I, 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 yeah. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Right. And then Jr. is in the next room trying to push his plan forward, like he's trying to rush it. So he's like, "So I think that we should put Sue Ellen in a sanitarium." <laughs> FYI. And Bo- Bobby comes <laughs> to her defense. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hmm." And Ellie's like, no, we just need to wait and see what happens. Yeah, wait and see what happens. She's going to end right. up on the goddamn bottle, but if you don't, someone doesn't get in the middle of this mess. Right. And so, and so JR realizes, like, okay, I guess I can't fast forward this plan. Right. And, Lu- and Lucy is obviously too busy answering telephones to come up with any of her snide comments. That's true. We could have used one right here. Yes. Just like we could have used one when uh, Sue Ellen pulled out the reports in the last episode. Yep, yep, yep. But um, another phone yeah. call. And it's it's Cliff for Pam. And it's weird hearing Cliff, Cliff talking to Lucy because they never really interacted. That's very true. It would have been interesting if they had had a relationship at some point. Imagine if that had go, how that would have gone down with JR. A bit of an age difference, but that's not a thing for Dallas. Well, yeah, she, that yeah. still grosses me out just thinking about that. Well, she slept with Ray. And you're Ken not Cr- wrong. Yes, you're right. You're right. What am I saying? <laughs> and Ken Kershaw did audition for the role of Ray Krebs. Right, you're right. I'm right. <laughs> and, and she's going. And she's going after Greg Forrester, <laughs> another her professor. Right, her professor. This girl has daddy issues, but whatever. She, she really does. She, she's come off the beam skin rug. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So gross. Yeah. So yeah, so, Pam call or Cliff calls Pam on the phone and says Digger's back from Galveston, but he's been drinking. Right. So she leaves for Cliff's. And there's just looks from the family, but no comments. Right. I said I said that like JR and Maselli both kind of look a little sad. Like mostly Maselli does kind of look like really sad about it. But JR looks seriously like thirsty for it. He's like, oh yeah, he's drinking. Yeah, yeah, Jock and Ellie looks sad. JR looks like he's Oh, did I say JR? Yeah, you said JR. Yeah. My bad. Jock. That wouldn't make sense. So yes, my bad. Jock and Miss Ellie look really sad. And JR does not. (laughs) JR's like, ooh, another Barnes going down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah. 
So Digger has trashed cliffs looking for booze and then passed out. Yeah. So then Pam goes over there and it's just, it's no good. Apparently he was fired down in Galveston. Cliff blaming the Ewings as usual. Yep. But Pam goes, well, you know, you filled daddy's head with all this stuff about you and success and this and that. Filled your head with the great man that you were going to be. Ouch, Pam. Ow. So you're Um, almost as much to blame as Jock, JR, and all the... Right. But Cliff doesn't want to hear that. He's just like, no, 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 no. It's their fault. And now I'm going to seek revenge upon them. Right. Right. And he goes out and calls Fenton Washburn to... Fenton Washburn. What a name. To set up a meeting. That 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 idiot Barnes. <laughs> yeah. And if you watch this episode on Amazon Prime, who watches it on Amazon? I watch it on the DVDs because I'm a okay. I watched it on scenes. Amazon. It was instead of three commercial breaks, it was one commercial about two thirds of the way through the episode. Oh, weird. But they still had the fade to black and then fade back up. Yeah. So yeah. this is where the commercial was. We come back to. Yeah. Uh, Breakfast at the ranch. Yeehaw! How much food actually actually gets eaten at these breakfasts? I want to know. True. And is it always just scrambled eggs? I feel like it is. I should we start blah, blah, blah. we should start paying attention to that. Like what are they right. eating? Do they do they just move it around their plate or do they actually eat it? Right. So yeah. But Lucy asks how Digger is, and Pam is like, Well, you know, he's sick, but thank you for you asking. You drunk, it's more like it. There's a lot of that going around here. Oh, JR. Jesus. All right, Mary, say it. Fuck you, JR. Also, (laughs) I think he just needs his own stand-up routine because he's really good with these zingers. He and Lucy should do a comedy night. They really should. I think they'd make some bank. Oh, and and if they just had, had, what is it, um, like an, an insult battle. Like they, they've oh. done with celebrities. Roasting. Roasting. They had a roasting. Or they had like a wrap off. We're going to have like a wrap. Well, no, they, they had some. Other. I would pay for that. They had some insult thing. I remember seeing Gross. it once. It was Danielle Fischel Topanga from Boy Meets World, Girl Meets World okay. against Jonathan Lipnick. And they it? were throwing down oh. insults at each other. <laughs> nice. Not a rap battle, but almost like a roast yeah. battle. Yeah. I'd still pay for that. Jack wants to spend the day hanging out with L.A., but L.A.'s like... What is his wonderful day that he has planned? I don't know. He's just, he always seems to have that plan only when she has another plan. And she's like, well, I'd like to, but you know I have plans with Matt Devlin, so I can't. It's kind of like, like J.R. waltzing up to Sue Ellen and being like, hey, I thought we'd take a ride to Jefferson, see the sights. And she's like, no. Like, right. Maybe if you had tried that like three years right. ago, we might be on a different page now, buddy. But Maybe yeah. before you screwed half of the women in Dallas. Too little, too late. And then this time, JR mm-hmm. gives her shit about it too. He's like, What? Well, you know, daddy's home and he wants to hang out with you. And she's like, Okay, yeah, cool. Like, may, rain yeah. check maybe tomorrow. Oh, like, let's like, make a plan. All the times you come home and want to spend time with your wife? Bob no, Mimosa, like, Mimosa Park is more important. <laughs> it's like Pam with Bobby. Like, okay, that sounds great, but let's make a plan for that because I already fucking made my own plan. Like the time Bobby would go into the store and yes. want to take Pam out, and she's like, she's. Bobby, she's actually working. You've turned her away when you're working. She's working. They don't value women's time. 
Now, yeah, this, the whole show is like what, that. Yeah, and what kind of a job do, would Pam have? Because there are episodes where she just she just walks out in the middle of her shift. and you know, just, I know. Oh. She would totally be fired in real life, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like that day that she went to the doctor's appointment, she didn't even come to work. Like, she didn't call and say, like, no, I'm going to be late or anything. Right. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. But um, totally Ellie's going to drive into town with Pam. There she is not driving again. Yeah, she, yeah, she's not driving right now. Oh, Ellie, 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 Ellie. I know Liz Taylor did not get a driver's license until she was 54. I think it's a similar situation. Maybe so, but it's fucking I weird. I would have loved to have seen Ellie taking driving lessons. That would have been <laughs> great. I would have loved that. Driving yeah. Miss Ellie. Driving Miss Ellie. I am all about this next scene, though, because this is Cliff getting into the murder, and I'm a true crime fan like me I love too the and the shows and i feel like cliff like these shows are not on yet but i feel like de- based on these scenes that cliff would be a fan of unsolved mysteries and forensic files because i love unsolved so mysteries and forensic files and, and fenton is going at him he is trying to shut him down right because he knows he's like dude this is going after the ewings i don't want a part of that at all i'm on the i'm basically sheriff because of them and you're right. not gonna yeah. I don't, this is making me no, nervous no uh, no uh-huh. i don't want to have to lose my job and come back as jr's attorney in another right but it becomes years. clear really quickly that they haven't done any any investigating really because clef is like well what about look at this buckle this buckle's worth a lot of money and it has like initials on it have you like cross-checked this with their like their right so, records so what, and, and what we got the body is 25 to 30 years old why is Fenton keeping the effects in the bottom of his cabinet in his office and not in a locked up place? That's a really good Because it's all shady. Yeah, because it's all shady. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. It's the Ewings. Yeah. Right. Uh, H.M. from R.B. is on engraves on the buckle. Hmm. Who's H.M.? Who's R.B.? Who, who is this? What the, what the, what the hell? And I put, he has the point. Sheriff isn't doing what he needs he's to not. do. He's not. He's not doing his job. Because everybody's scared of him. Because it would put him in conflict with the Ewings and potentially cost him his job. Yep. And out he would go. And the Ewings need their man in Braddock County. Yes. And sheriffs are elected officials. So he'll just back somebody else and get him out. Yep. Right. Now... It's from Dallas. He's in the Dallas. And Braddock is a different county. Is there? They have county sheriffs. County sheriffs. Can the Dallas DAs go into another county and? If it's a murder, homicide. I'm pretty sure. I think it's like a regular crime, but I'm. It's probably. But if it's if it's a homicide, then Braddock might be so small, like they don't have their own DA, like ah, there you go. You know, because like Braddock's like a little tiny thing, and Dallas is the bigger. Cliff says they need to figure out who HM is, so they need the employment records from South Fork. And it, it wasn't a robbery because the belt buckle was worth money. Right. Yeah. So they want the records and Fenton gets up and burns his face and goes, well, you're going to need a court order. And motherfucker bum, pulls bum, it out bum, right there. Bum. He was ready for it. 
Score one, Barnes. It. Score one for Barnes. Mm-hmm. Go Cliff. And then there's a little throwaway scene right after that where Ray thinks. Oh well, Bobby. I, no, I oh, like sorry. I like the um, throwaway scene. The, I like the end of the scene here because okay. Cliff goes, "Can I use your phone?" And as Fenton's walking out, he goes, "Maybe they should put your name on the door too." <laughs> <laughs> And right. then Cliff calls the professor of anthropology. Is it SMU? I don't know where they didn't say where, did they? They didn't say. Uh, Wilbur Calder, and he wants to meet him at the morgue in two hours. Right. Hmm. True crime, true crime. True crime, loving it. Yeah. I love true crime. Okay, then the little quick scene where Ray thinks Bobby is spreading himself too thin by going into the office and That's- also doing ranch stuff. And that's the thick jackets that they're wearing, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And the pickup truck convertible that they're driving, which is not the same white pickup truck Ray has a few seasons later. It's not? Is that the... Because that has the solid top. It's not a convertible. Gotcha. But didn't they switch not too long ago? Well, Ray had the blue one in the early episodes that he and Lucy were... Lucy were porking away while he was driving the car, and he had to pull over on the uh, side there. (laughs) So gross. Yeah, that was that was the blue sex sex truck. Yeah, gross. So then they wanted Ray to be <clears throat> pure, so they gave him the the white pickup truck to right. a clean pure. slate. Yeah, pure. So Sue Ellen is playing outside with John Ross, and you can totally tell this is a set. So like, you I feel like you can even hear like an echo on the set. And she's still calling him Little John. Yeah, they randomly go between John Ross and Little John. Like, just stick with John Ross. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. I cannot stand that. And he stops crying once Bobby approaches. (laughs) I mean, I would too. And Bobby's saying, can you say Uncle Bobby? And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, he's going to be saying that. He's going to be saying that plenty in the future, I'll tell you, (laughs) Uncle Bobby. The baby's like like eight months old. He can't... Has he even spoken his first word yet? We, he does, but um, later. But I'm like, no, he can't say Uncle Bob. I mean, he was just he was kidding. kidding. Yeah. Like, no, I, I feel like I would be so sarcastic compared to Sue Ellen if that was. But I'd be like, no, he can't say Uncle Bob. I think Sue Ellen's oh, too emotionally pro- distraught to. His no, first word's like, probably going to be oil, right? Well, that's what they said, right? And I yeah. don't, they're not wrong. Well, J- JR said his first words are going to be, where's mama? Well, I'm like, you got that half right. That's true. They're true. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just hearing him say, can you say Uncle Bobby? I'm thinking uh, far down line, the future is, yeah, we're going to be hearing a lot of Uncle Bobby in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's very true. So, well, and like, like she's real with Bobby, and she's just like, this, I'm not drinking. I, I need someone on my side. Will you be on my side? And he I've reassures her. I've always been is. on your side. Yeah. And this is another great scene that really accentuates the friendship between Linda and Patrick. Uh, that's- yeah. But Bobby, uh, Bobby tells her that because she's like kind of telling him a little bit of her plans, which girl, she always tells everyone her plans. Um, but he says, um, you shouldn't try to play JR's games because he's too good at it. And that is solid advice. Right. Do, do it out in the open mm-hmm. if you're going to leave him. And yeah. yeah. Right. And he said, oh, I thought you and JR were getting on so well. I'm like, dude, did you not just see him like punch, try to throw punches at him in the living room last week? Like, no, they're not getting on so right. well. What the Bobby. Fu- <laughs> if that's getting on well, I'd hate to see if they're not getting on well. Right. Exactly. 
I'm like, did you think that was all an act so they could just like go upstairs and have angry sex or something? I mean, no, that's not. That's not what. Look at Sarah. No, but <laughs> that's not what. Well, that's how, like, that was that's how little John was conceived. That's Sometimes. how little John was conceived through angry sex. Oh, I know. I guess. <laughs> but uh, he and he tells her that he may have, she may have to choose between leaving and her baby. Which, Something. I mean, is real, but also awful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hate it. Mm. I hate just it. hate it. Yeah, that, that was just kind of like a little bit of a, a dagger. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. Was very, uncom- very uncomfortable. Then we switch to Matt Devlin's place. And this is another... Matt Devlin and Miss Ellie going around in circles again. Also more super ugly couches. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's telling the whole thing again. He's like, how did you end up with Jack? You guys are so opposite. Blah, blah, blah. Have, hasn't she already told him this story repeatedly? A million times. He's just trying to make it a thing. Like, you guys are mismatched. Right. And who on the crew had a relative that needed to get in front of the camera, so they brought in a secretary to just hand them something to sign? Was that necessary? <laughs> well, that way. was that like a, a win, win a walk-on role on the, on the that's show? That's what contest? I wanted. Like, is because I remember they used to have those like win a walk-on role on Dallas. I would love to be like, I want it. I feel like Miss Ellie in this is kind of feeling uh she seems like she's a little uncomfortable with something that's happening, but she's also sort of going with it at the same time. There's a weird, like, he's like, Hey, let's hang out. And she's like, and he, he, she's like, I, I don't shouldn't, know. But, and then he's know. like, come on, do it. And then she's like, okay. So there's something going on here. So the, yeah. the sheriff shows up and he's just like, Hey, sorry guys, but I gotta like get your employment records from like 25, 30 years ago. Well, for the last 10 to 15 years, we've had them over at such and such a place, but mm-hmm. Ray goes, Oh, well, might be in some ledgers in the shed. Yeah. Great place to keep your. <laughs> right. Yeah, Josh is like, I don't think we have those at all. So you gotta go. Bye. And then Ray's like, actually we do. But they're in this random place, and Jack's like oh, some random okay. shed. I mean, that's a great place to keep your old, old records. And yeah, as Ray had the feed bags in the tr- in the back of the truck, and there were two random balls floating in the pool in the background. As they, really? <laughs> oh. yes, <laughs> details. Yeah, Weird. that's the funny thing when we watch to go through and take notes. You, you start weird picking up on yeah. little. Yeah, I'm like, did they not clean out? The, did the Duncans forget to take the balls out of the pool before they right. let them film that? Oh no, that was a soundstage. That was a soundstage. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's a quick scene. Cliff go, or Pam goes to Cliff's and she finds Digger passed out, drunk on the floor. Mm. Well, Digger found the booze. That's for sure. He definitely did. Like, and I thought he drank all the booze the day before, but I guess not. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's right. And she calls for an ambulance because mm-hmm. Digger is. Down and out. Down and out. Not in Beverly Hills either. He's down and out in Dallas. And then JR's writing a letter to someplace um, to visit about, their oil fields. About visiting some country. I'm going to assume it's Asia. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. And he signs it JR of Ewing Enterprises. I know that. Yeah. Another reference to Enterprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's, here's this scene is another dropping of 
an, another little thread or storyline. Very or, true. Bobby comes in, confronts JR about shutting down or cutting back production in East Texas oil fields. Bobby's ticked because JR didn't consult with him. And JR is like, and Bobby's said, What do you want a showdown for uh, control over the uh, company? Which, uh, Right. I feel like Bobby pushes. JR's not used to Bobby pushing back. He's not. Bobby right. starts, he starts pushing back this scene. So JR's right. Like, you can't have two riders right, on a right. single horse. You can't have two riders on a single horse here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a showdown for you and oil. Gee, that would be interesting. That would be. I wonder how that would go. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, if you want to fight to see who's going to be like the boss and, you know, then let's do it. And JR's like, okay, fine. Jesus. We'll talk about it in the future. Put that. Put that on the idea wall. That could be an interesting Weird. thing. Weird. That'd be a good storyline. Yes. <laughs> Back to true crime. So we have a list of four employees in that time period that had the initials H and M. And so Cliff's like, okay, well, let's just go through them. Do you know any of these people? And the guys like, this yeah. is, what is this? Is this uh, like Deputy Neely? Uh, yeah, Deputy Neely. Uh, yeah. One is one is dead. Another moved away. Or... Uh, yeah, so they end up with two, and then he's like, well, I knew this one, Hutch McKinney. He was the, what was he, something on South Fork? The, he was a, a foreman on the foreman. South Fork. On the, the South Fork. On the South Fork. It's kind of like the store and the bar and the exactly. restaurant. Yep. <laughs> Ugh. It insane. And his name was Hutch McKinney. Hutch McKinney. Apparently Hutch. Old Hutchy boy had a bad temper, and he and Jock, well, they hated each other. Because Jock mm-hmm. fired his ass. And, and then goes like, really? Tell me more about this Jock hating him thing. Hmm. And Cliff says, do you think oh, Jock could have killed him? And Fenton goes, that's enough, boy. Right. He's <laughs> You're way out of line. That. Yeah, You're yeah. way He's out like, of line. He's like, I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. Just stop. Um, then we cut to Sue Ellen at Dr. Danvers. Um and they, they're Ugh. discussing if Sue Ellen can leave John Ross at South Park. Dr. Elby? Oh, not the. Oh, sorry. Dr. Elby, not Dr. Danvers. Oh, no. Bye, up, 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 up. Uh, Digger uh, is on oxygen and unconscious. Oh, right. Yes. Digger is. And it's really too soon to tell if he'll recover because his body is very worn out from the drinking. And Cliff tells him that they're going to get the Ewings for what they've done to him. Okay. Let's just. Poke the fires of that Barnes you and feud. Mm-hmm. Do you think Cliff's really going after this because he genuinely cares that there's a crime been committed, or is it because of the Ewings? No. It's totally because of the Ewings. Okay, I, so, I mean that's what I thought, but I mean for people that don't really know the whole history, I mean they've only watched first time watchers, I guess. But I mean it only gets so much worse than this over the next right seasons. Right. I mean every I think- possible thing they can do to each other, they do. I think also this is way of this is Cliff's way of dealing with his emotions, probably because I'm sure he's having like like the fact his father's really sick and probably re, like yeah, and he can't deal with it, so he's just focusing on all of his emotions. On Not the upon his time somewhere he else. Ne- he like, needs yeah. an outlet for these emotions. Yes, an outlet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Need that word. And then, yes, uh, Sue Ellen is at Dr. Elby's. And she he still talks, creeps me out, by the way. She talks about how she had thought of leaving JR in the middle of the, of the night. And I'm going, why don't you ask Valine how that worked out for her? 
Right. And I'm sure she knows that story already, too. So, And there yeah. is a scene on YouTube that somebody posted a link to from an episode of Knott's Landing in the early seasons mm-hmm. when Luce, uh, Valine shows up with Lucy at Lily Mae, her mother's, and Lily Mae turns her away because she is with another man. And how would it look if this man who could possibly help her music career knew that she was a grandmother. Oh God forbid. So she turns, turns Valine away in the night. And as she's going off, the henchmen come rip Lucy from Valine's arms, throw her in the back, jump in the car and drive away. It looks like it's near a swamp or something. So they must've been in like Tennessee or Virginia, West Virginia. And no, they were, they were in like. They were not in Texas. They weren't Louisiana. Louisiana. That's what I was thinking. I thought they were in Louisiana. They have a lot I think of they referenced that before. Louisiana. Yeah, I'm almost but, positive that's where they were. But they they actually showed this scene on Knott's Landing in an episode. It was like a flashback thing or a something. Flashback scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And talking it about. was just so. It was disturbing. What is the Worst possible thing he ever could have done. That is up there. It ripping, is. Ripping a baby from its mother and leaving her out like in the mud, crying in the night after the poor woman's mother turns her away too. So, Sue Ellen, I don't think that's going to work out for you, leaving him in the middle of the night with the baby. No, because he'll find you. Probably not, yeah. He right. will find you. Right. So, yeah, also Dr. Elby is worried that Sue Ellen is leaning on another man. Instead of herself? Yeah, she wants unfounded. She wants What do y'all think about that? She said, I'm gonna leave the baby with Ellie and Pam and then come back for him because Dusty will help me. Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. Right. I don't think that she I think she loves Dusty, but I don't think that she I think he's almost like her, what they call rebound guy. Right, definitely rebound guy, and like she is leaning on him a lot. He's a crutch, a crutch. Because she doesn't trust herself to be strong enough to do it. And I think that's Dr. Elby's concern that she's not trusting herself. Right. Right. I I hope as as the show continues that Sue Ellen can learn from this and try to be more self sufficient and independent and lean on herself and develop an inner strength. And it's going to be interesting to see if that happens or doesn't happen as right. we. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm very excited about the next one. And then the next two are actually some of my favorites there. Mm. Tennessee. Ten- Tennessee. Yeah, I, Tennessee. Yeah. That's right. I was thinking Louisiana day for real. She takes the baby and flees to Virginia and later to the home state of Tennessee. Oh, so I was right. I said Virginia and Tennessee in the same thing. So you said West Virginia. Well, first I said Virginia, West Virginia, Tennessee. Whatever. I covered all the bases. Melody's had too many beers. Right. I'm kidding. I was just blaming it on you, Mel. Two many beers. Two. She had two. I had 32 ounces of beer. Well, you had 32. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say that. I was like, what? <laughs> no, 32 ounces. Now let's pound a bottle so, of Mad Dog. No. What's that? A oh my quart? God. It's not a quart. Is it a quart? 32 ounces? I don't know. I'm the worst about all that. 32 ounces is a quart. 16 is a pint and 32 is a quart and 64 okay, is a half a gallon. I've had a quart of beer at about six, six and a half percent ABV. So yeah, I'm a little. Hey. Yeah. 
right. True crime part three on Dallas. Yeah, Cliff has like his the detectives now like looking into the murder. One of them's name is Gene. I got that. Yeah, and they're like, so we have like crimes that just happened a day or two ago that we need to solve. So we shouldn't be doing this. And Cliff's like, no, you should be doing this. And take some metal detectives with you because I feel that they didn't do a good job out there. Right, right, right. Uh, and his boss isn't thrilled about it either. Um, right. This is why I said they need a cold case department. To right. And that just says uh, that's the opposite. Of, you know, Sloan handed him the case earlier, knowing full well that Cliff hates the Ewings. It was right. going to. It was like he was opening Pandora's box. Then he's later, he's like, no, but let's put that to bed for now and get back to these more recent cases. Do you think Sloan, I don't know that much about Sloan. Do you think that he was trying to fuck over Cliff? Like he's giving him this to just divert him to doing this? To like Maybe. I didn't think about it like that, but maybe. I, I just thought about that just now. I, I did it all until you said that. You know, because... They're not the DA themselves, either of them. Okay. Yeah. They just work for the office. So maybe they work for the office and Sloan could see him as potential competition for the eventual job of DA. Oh, see. So throw him off the off the scent. Nice. Yes. Get the yeah. high profile, more recent cases. That's while Cliff with a cold case. Mm-hmm. Get him like obsessed with this cold case that nobody else cares about. And Sloan will get the more high-profile cases and look better for a possible promotion to DA. That makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. Oh, Cliff was waiting for something from Calder, who was working all night. And as he... Oh, right. Cliff does have the dental records, so they know it's Hutch McKinney. And as Calder's, right. <laughs> as the scene is ending, Calder's pulling the cover off of something that looks like a sculpture. That's all I know at this point. And this is where I'm like, also, Cliff is wasting a shit ton of money on this. A bust. Yeah. He's like, he's like throwing they're... money at this where, like, I know that that place doesn't have the money to be doing all this for a yeah, cold case. How, I, yeah. Forgive me if we've already gotten there, but doesn't he tell the the guy who's who's like sculpting he's telling the sculptor he's like i need it right away the guy's like well it'll take all night he's like uh i owe you buddy right seriously stay up and do it i'm like all the overtime that you hang him whatever you have to do to get this guy to stay and like sculpt this guy to whatever and so like the guy doesn't say like i'm not gonna ask for payment he's just like hey i'm telling you i'm working overtime because i'd have to work all night Right, and Cliff's like, I owe and, you. And Cliff's like, okay. So all, right. all this money it's you've so just funny. wasted. It's so funny because you don't really know. I noticed that like you don't know exactly what he's working on, and he only pulls the sheet up a little bit. That's true. It's like, what is under that sheet? Mm-hmm. It's Laura. Pope. What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's plastic. <laughs> Lucy has a date and Jug wants to know oh. who. And she's just like, ah, it's somebody from school. And it is. Uh, yeah, it's your fucking prop, but okay. Yeah, you know, why didn't they come in to uh, pick you up? Yeah, and that's what Jock is like. Well, why doesn't he come? He's probably or, 30 or They're like, why don't you come pick you up? And she's like, well, he had to work late, so I'm going to meet him in town. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, cool. I don't, I don't like that. It's not proper. Indep- yeah, I was like, okay, independent woman thing, and I put again, Jock. You have no fucking clue, do you? That's com- no, but that's the southern gentleman thing. 
No, he says, I just don't like the women of this family running around by themselves. That's all. Yeah. That's curmudgeonly jock again. But even though he thinks like that, do you think he's taken out that on Lucy because he's mad at Ellie about running around with a yes, mess of heart because Ellie, okay. The look that Ellie gives him when she's when he says that is like, yeah. like yeah. yeah, it was she's totally directed like, to her, and she's like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. She's like, she's like, leave her alone, Jock. I'm sure she knows like what she's doing. Right. Blah blah. Well, not really, but you need to leave her alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> fuck you, Jock. But no, fuck you, Jock. Exactly. And then there's that porcelain dog in the uh, sitting on the floor. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but no, that's that's the thing. And I'm sure the Ewings back back then didn't have to worry about this, but and people nowadays do. I mean, nowadays you want to meet somebody out somewhere in public. You don't want them coming to your house. No, you don't want to know where you live. Hell no. <laughs> You don't want to. Well, you don't want a, a Luther Luther a, Frick or Peyton Allen showing up again. Well, no, and that's the difference because a lot of single women live by themselves now. They're not living with their mom and dad or right. with roommates or whatever. And so you don't know. You don't want some guy, some guy coming to pick you up on the first date. Like you don't know if he's going to turn out to be some. Is this going to show up later, like a creeper? Show up later, no. yeah, and the like. And they will. You, and they will. It's like I was just in I the mean, neighborhood at 3 a.m. Like, well, I've seen people in the movies do all this with like the boombox outside. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, it's very, very 90s. Don't do it. Uh, you're cool. scaring me bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so when uh, Jack says that Lily, Lily, Ellie, like, Lily, Lily I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Ellie just kind of gives Lily. him a look and then she changes the subject to Digger. And uh, uh, yes, how's Pam? Yeah, how's Pam? And then, um, then Ellie reminds Jock that Digger used to be his friend and partner, and how she still considers Digger to be her friend. And, and I like Jock, like, Jock mm. scoffs at that. He's like, <laughs> first he goes, Jock says, Well, Digger never did take uh, responsibility for his failures, which was like, Ow, you're like, mm. well, that's so funny. I see so many similarities between Jock and Jr. Jock is like yeah. more, he's more, he's more subtle about he's it. More he's subtle, more, yeah, res- yeah. he's, he's reserved. And Jr. is like, I mean, he has like verbal diarrhea. He's just, he says whatever the hell's on his mind and people seem to accept it. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Which is very frustrating. <laughs> Cause as, as a, as a female, I would love to say half the shit that people like him uh-huh. do and say to this day. And I can't. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then Bobby stands up for Sue Ellen and JR is not having it. Stay out of my marriage. <laughs> Stay out of my it's like, marriage. why? Why does he have to stay out of your marriage? You involve everybody else in yours. You're bringing it up all the time. Other people can comment on it if you're going to bring you're, it out there. Mm-hmm. You're trying to break it. Well, I think Sue Ellen's drinking again, but I don't want you involved. Really? <laughs> like, she literally attacked you in the middle of the living room. Just last week she attacked she fucking tried to throw throw down with you in front of everybody dude and yet bobby the following week is like i thought you guys were getting along so well yeah (laughs) okay bobby (laughs) we wanted to pick a fight so we could get out of the room and go fuck i mean come on dude no that's not what happened you're trying to break up bobby and pam's marriage so bobby's gonna stick his nose in your marriage you know yeah Basically, you stay out of Bobby's marriage, he'll stay out of your marriage. That's not that is not even true because he JR will never stay out of that marriage. <laughs> Too many damn people in those marriages. Yeah, <laughs> I 
And Digger is not looking good in the hospital. Pam has been with him forever in the hospital, and she's mad at Cliff because Cliff has been gone. He's been gone doing revenge shit all day. He, he's he's yeah he's he's looking like where have you been? Where were you? And say so he's doing something for Digger. It's like for Digger for yourself basically. And he he tries to send her home. She doesn't want to go home, so he sends her out to the couch. Or she says she'll go so out to the couch. Send her to the couch in the in the waiting room. But what I liked at the end of this scene was <laughs> Cliff putting his hand on Digger's. It's just that tender moment. What's his daddy? It's his daddy. And in the next scene, Sue Ellen's trying to say goodbye to John Little, Ross. Little John. Oh, my God. Little John. Um, and this is where we find out that she's called for Dusty to fly up from, is it San Angelo? Yeah. To, to help her. And she has to tell someone her plan. So at least she's telling someone who can't relay her plan. Yeah, because the it's baby time. with his two teeth in his mouth does, you know, it's just like... Mama, she's pouring her heart. She's pouring her heart out to this infant. The kid who's obviously been crying for a really long time, and then they just were able to get that shot of him looking up. (laughs) Yeah, and they, she like is like blah 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 blah. Mama's got to leave, but I'll come back. Dusty is going to be a great father. To go, and he, he's. I would never. I would never leave my child. I'm sorry. No, no, well, you, no. You yeah. haven't been exposed to someone like JRU. I'd kidnap. Your child. I don't care. Anything. I'd, I'd pull a Valine in the middle of the I would have taken it with, with me. The, I wouldn't have cared. I would have taken them. I'd, I would have pulled a Valine with Dusty's help. Yeah. I would have been like, be outside with a car at midnight. I'm going to take the baby and We're run. flying in your private plane to the Bahamas, and we're never coming back. That's out of the yeah. private Basically. Planes. And somewhere, yeah. but then you gotta and, think about like this. And she'll be doing the same thing to Jr. that he's gonna do to her. It's still a parent. So, no, but I know. But I, see, I but know I see, that. But I wouldn't love my child. Right, so. I wouldn't. Right, I wouldn't do that. I've been like, you can come out here and see your kid, but I don't know if I trust you to take him because am I gonna get him back? Right. She knows that she'll never see him again if. Something like that happens. That's, and that oh comes God. up I mean, later, obviously. Yeah. JR, I, I'm sorry. What's so hard about being a decent husband and father? That's something like, super hard for him. So many problems could be solved if you just keep it in your pants and not abuse your wife. There's a lot there of that. There's a lot <laughs> apparently, of that. Apparently, that's too hard for you. Mm-hmm. You. He runs an oil company. He's going to be drilling for oil but all then, the time in more ways than one. I haven't brought that up in a while. But then, so Sue Ellen, like, so Sue Ellen pours her heart out and she turns to leave and the baby speaks. Mama. The baby says, Mama. Mama. And that makes her, like, stop mm-hmm. in her tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Mama. It should. Yep. And guess what? JR said his first words were going to be, Where's Mama? Like I said, he got it half right. Wow! Yep, he said, "Mama." Yep. And they did skeletal reconstruction. That's what Cliff paid for. Mm-hmm. Was that even a thing back then? I mean, I, I guess it must have been. I was surprised it wasn't, by that. Honestly, they, re- the they invented it. Anthrop- <laughs> well, they had they had anthropologists. Yeah, I mean, because you know they they were digging up like pyramids and tombs and stuff and like that. And, but that had to be some mad cash, mostly to do that in like a day or two. And have you seen nowadays how far they've come with the computer 
things. They have done, they have taken yeah. and they've done, uh, I've seen them recreations of what historical figures actually would have looked like, like Jesus and the elephant man. I did saw you see, that did one. You see what that's Jesus so would have looked like? Me. I did see the Jesus one. Yep. I did not see Jesus. Is it He's not a Middle Eastern dude like? with a beard, olive skinned? Middle Eastern dude. Jesus was Middle Eastern dude. He wasn't like white, blue eyed Jesus like everybody. Doesn't look he's like a white, blue eyed Middle Eastern dude with olive skin. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. For reals. All right. So when they did the bust, he said he got the color of the eyes from a. He guessed the color of the eyes because there were some strands of hair. Hi. Which sounds like DNA, but it, uh, they didn't but really have DNA then. So do eye color from. I don't think that they could. I don't know. I think that he was saying like he had blonde hair. So we were thinking he probably had blue or green eyes or something. Which right. is bullshit. I don't know. Because they didn't really yeah. have DNA I mean, then. They'd be able they to do that now. Gene, they did a gene marker test to find who Twice. John Ross's yeah. father was. Yeah, yeah, but that did, but did that tell you like what hair? Yeah, I don't it, know. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what the technology was. There's all pictures. Do you remember, do you remember the Punnett Square? From like biology, I mean, yeah, God, yeah. I was like, why does that, that sound familiar? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Like, what it is, but know, I remember the Pentagon number. I probably saw the test. Dominant, dominant, and recessive right. genes. Yes. I figured, I, yeah, I figured out that I was a two percent chance out of all of the children my parents could have of having green Whoa. eyes. Two percent. I have deep black. black. I have black as my soul eyes. Like it I was like blue eyes or green eyes. Fifty fifty percent of their kids would have had brown eyes. Forty eight percent would have had br- uh, blue. Two percent would have had green. I had green, and my brother has brown. Blue is recessive though. Green is more dominant than blue. Well, in peels out of South Fork, oh. we hear the screeching of the wheels, so we have to drink. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh shit. I don't I don't have any I'm out of wine, but I'm gonna drink water. Okay. Actually, that was just an establishing shot just to because we haven't had a screeching tires right. in a while. So and so we go inside. Uh Jock's wearing that brown leather jacket. Oh, I didn't yep, notice that. that. Brown yep. leather jacket, and yep. Fenton is updating the Ewing men mm-hmm. on Cliff's uh vendetta. This is unprofessional. He's totally spilling the tea about an open investigation that the Ewings are a part of. Right, which shows that he, sh- he should yeah, not be doing that. He he knows he's sh- yeah. he's sheriff because of here. the Ewings. So he's, he's yeah. In their I feel pocket. like he's like yeah. he's like okay, you guys, I'm on your side in case shit goes down. He's I'm just in letting their you pocket. Know. He's not me. He's trying to maintain job security. I put down, I f- they found the gun that killed Skeletor. I think that the gun may have been Jock's from the well, way they're describing Which we'll get right, to which- because J.R., he goes, Jesus Christ. They said, a, Are we a, not there yet? Sorry. A, it's the next scene. Derelict's body is found and he's trying to make it look like the biggest case since Bonnie and Clyde. It wasn't, no, it wasn't a, derelict, a derelict, though, man. Right. And it was, uh, so I don't know guns, but I wrote this down. It's uh, um, an 1892 Colt six-shot right, service 38 revolver. Ca- 38 action. caliber I don't know what revolver. double action means. And when they describe that, Jock but is like, he turns- Josh is like, oh. That's where my that's gun was. That's the gun oh, that Grandpa shit. Southworth gave me. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's like, he's so like, he's like and it, it, so you guys need to like get on that and call was, in markers and get people to get clip off this case because because it was found again. twenty yards like, from the damn I, body. So right. So don't, it doesn't look good, Jack. 
So somebody shot him and then was like, I'm going to toss the gun in the other direction. Someone did a really piss poor job of being a murderer. I'm just going to say Like, dude, do not toss the gun 20 yards from the body. No, I guess it worked out because it's been like 27 plus years and no one. What did they say? 1952. 1952, right after the election. uh, Yeah. With that steel. It's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, 1980, 19... Okay, it's been right. almost 30 years. Uh, so we have the we have the scene just to show that... That they're doing that. They're calling people, calling in markers. Shabby is calling someone I... named Curly Hobson. I just want to call out all the crazy <laughs> names in this episode because there's a lot of crazy names. Curly Hobson. Wilbur, Ca- Wilbur Calder. Other two it's like Punk Anderson. And Murdo, Murdo and Tiny. Yeah. In the same Murdo, scene, Murdo, Murdo Ferris and, and Tiny, Tiny Hoyt, who is a Tiny Hoyt Come is an on. investigator. Do you think they just had a giant? <laughs> do you think they just ever had a giant wheel of syllables? They, and just, they just like spun they it. They just had a dartboard of like crazy fucking names, and they threw a dart at it. Also, this is a fun fact: that how the Bay City Rollers got their name is they threw a dart at a world map, and it landed on Bay City, Michigan, really, my hometown. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Fun fact. I did not yeah, know that. That's crazy. So, fun fact. Murdo, okay. that's awesome. <laughs> he comes in, give a statement of some sort, and the investigator, Tiny Hoyt, is there, who had been hanging up the pictures that were made from the replica of the bust. And he was hanging them up in a bar. Oh, okay. And Ferris saw it. And is that how that happened? I didn't catch that. That's, that's how that unfolded. Okay, okay, okay. And the backstory was. Uh, it was November 1952, just after the election. Oh. My birthday month. <laughs> drinking in a bar. Jock came in and ordered Hutch off the ranch or he'd, or he'd kill, kill him. him. He said it really loud in a bar. Doesn't look good, Jock. Oh, okay. I said it at a bar in front of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, 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 that's really good. That's really yeah. good. So that gives the weapon. Motive. And, and a motive. motive. Motive and weapon. Doesn't doesn't look good for Jockstrap no. Ewan. And then we cut to Sue Ellen waiting for Dusty in that little apartment. He's not there. She looks it, a little nervous. The suite and the exterior really looks like a crappy building. Hmm, I didn't notice that. It looks the exterior shot looks like just some generic crappy hmm. building. The night the inside's going, nice though. That's a nice inside for a crappy exterior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like. And she's got her fur coat and her suitcase, mm-hmm. and she's running around. And she's like, Dusty, where are you, Dusty? Dusty, Dusty, where's my Dusty? So then we go to another weird-looking office or weird-looking interior, uh, Matt Devlin's office. And that's where they're having lunch. They're having lunch, like, in this little private thing like that. Seems very romantic, Ellie. She wants more. Uh, she wants to talk about more possible solutions for Mimosa Park. She's got Mimosa Park on the brain. Yeah, she's like, let's talk about Mimosa Park because whatever is happening, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with and, it. So, and uh-huh. he goes, let's talk about let's talk about what's really going on right. here while pouring her more wine in the middle of the day. I, I have feelings for you, and you have feelings for me. And she's like, what the she's like, freaking what? hell are you talking about? But also, she's okay. So she's saying that like, oh no, 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 you got the wrong idea. But I don't know if that's true. I think she was leading him on a little slightly. Maybe. I feel like was it was happening. She wasn't feeling. I mean, she obviously doesn't like him enough to do anything about it. But I think she does like him a little bit. She, she was unintentionally leading unintentionally, him on yeah. without realizing yeah. it. You know. But, yeah. And she doesn't have the same feelings. But 
then he's like, all right, let's just finish lunch. Right. She's like, well, so maybe I should go because this is super awkward now. And he's like, just, just sit down and finish your lunch. I won't say anything more about it. And then she's like, I'll okay. keep my mouth she's shut. like, all right, then. I'll keep my mouth shut except to open it and shove food yeah. in. And drink that wine. I bet it's good wine. Yeah. So, back to the apartment uh-huh. and the news flash. Yeah, Sulem's just sitting on the couch, minding her own business, and then the news is on. And it's like, blah, 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 Dusty Farlow, son of blah, blah, and blah, 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 has been killed in a plane Only crash, person on the plane. No. Flying up from San Angelo, single-engine plane, blah, blah. Yeah. And it was Oof, like... Looks bad. And they showed, like, footage of the wreckage, like, all over this wooded area and Sue Ellen sitting there like yeah his, his parents his parents have been notified and his father is on the way to the crash scene kind of like in shock well we wondered Kristen w- wanted to push Sue Ellen over the edge Ooh. and this actually pushed her well you think Chris did you think Kristen sabotages plane or what were you going no with but this? she was looking for no. a reason to get I was like that's pretty extreme first of all in the drink <laughs> she, but this is the one thing that would do it she just like stands up Starts, she has like tears streaming down her face, and she just like walks directly to the liquor and downs, downs that first Huge. glass. She, and she pours a whole glass of, I'm assuming it's whiskey, a whole glass of it, and then just drinks it like it's apple juice. Like that, that doesn't look like alcohol at all. Which, she, which from the proper department, thankfully, it was because if they had to take that said, 500 times, she would have been wasted. Linda. And she said she hadn't had a drink since the baby was born so she hasn't had a drink in eight or nine months so that big ass glass after that long without any alcohol she's gonna be she is but how could like and i love whiskey but it you can't just down it like it she was like fuck this i have nothing to live for goodbye even (laughs) when i drink bourbon i do shots i just cannot and it stings it's it stings you're like oh you know Right. Any hard liquor does which, for me. Anyway. Which makes me wonder how I managed to put down an, with one other person an entire bottle of JRU and bourbon in one oh, night. That's totally possible. I've done that with my brother before. Yeah. So, so we leave Sue Ellen with, yeah, with booze her going booze. down the throat. Well, unfortunately. We come to the final scene of the episode. Bobby pulls into the soundstage <laughs> only to see Jock being arrested for Hutch's murder. And Hutchinson McKinney. Hutchinson. Hutchinson. And Bobby is standing in the background looking like he's in the like he's on the set of high noon, ready to like pull out guns out of his pocket. <laughs> it's Bobby. Like, uh, it's Bobby, Bobby Ewan. And that, he's always Bobby's ready gonna for Bobby. any kind of action. Right. <laughs> and the episode ends Bobby with do, the to be continued it, and the extreme, extreme close up of Jock's face. It just keeps getting closer. <laughs> You can see, you can count you can count the pores in his you face. Can. It's I mean, crazy, and the eyes just popping yeah, out of his skull. He is not thrilled. Barnes, what the hell are you doing? Not thrilled. Lee Rich, and then and then the voiceover to be continued, which sounds so so cheesy. Late seventies, yes, early eighties. <laughs> yeah. And that will conclude. Uh, yes, concludes the Jock's episode. trial part one. That will conclude the episode. Yes. Coming up, ne- coming up next on the Ewing Barbecue Podcast. Part two. Jock's trial part two. 
Which these episodes don't really do much for me. Yeah. But later they do. So. I will give this one. Mm, I'm going to give this like a three, five and a fabulous fur coat. I knew you were going to say that. Mm. Okay, I'm going to give it a three. I said 3.5 also, but I was going to give it a 3.5 and Lucy fucking her professor. That was my alternate. <laughs> my alternate was this. Okay, I am going uh, at least a 4.5. It's brought down because of Matt Devlin scenes. And I am giving it a 25 to 30 year old skull with a bullet still lodged in it. Okay. Mel? I did 3.5 as well, and Sue Ellen's sobriety chip. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. I should have said a helicopter crash. (laughs) That was my third choice. (laughs) Oh, I went there. I'm sorry, girl. But I I would have done the same fucking thing. I mean, I would have too. Of course. I would have too, but damn, she did so good for so long. She was doing so well. God damn it. Uh, And this starts the new unravel. That's that's why I put it up at a four or five because I know that it is pulling everything towards a conclusion for the season. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We only have three, three episodes. episodes left. Yeah. yeah, three episodes. This was episode fifty-one, and it's fifty-four. That is the season finale. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, well, thank you everyone for joining us. Um, and please join us online because on our Facebook group, uh, we've been posting things that we don't post other places, some like outtakes and stuff. Uh, so we'd you love have? you to do You have? What? Yes, you saw that. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I need to look. I need to look. It's from a while ago, but. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, join our stuff and we'll see you next time. Until then. Bye. Bye, y'all. Y'all come back now. You here? Word to your mother. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>